as you all know, I like to hit the first readings, trying to encourage us to know the other books of the Bible besides the Gospels. But I have some comments about our Gospel passage today. As I'm sure you're aware, the Gospel of Mark is my favorite Gospel because it is bing, bang, boom. It just happens real fast. It's what Jesus said. It's what Jesus did. No commentary. What you see is what you get. We believe that Mark is the first gospel to be written. But for much of the Christian era, Mark was not held in as high regard as the other three gospels. But now we, we see this. The first one written it has terrible grammar. If, if it should give you hope that even if you can't make your verbs and nouns agree, that there's hope that people will still read your writing. Um, and a lot of people say, well, it's repetitive, and almost everything is in the other Gospels. Well, we believe that Matthew and Luke took the majority of their material from Mark. And we think that John may have very well based his passion account on Mark. So the other three Gospels are probably very dependent on Mark. And those repetitions we now understand as a literary device. And today we hit on one of those famous Markin sandwiches. We hear the story of Jesus curing a blind man. But it doesn't seem to take right away. That the, that Jesus says, you know, can you see now? He's like, well, I can see a little bit, but I still can't see that great. But it's a very key passage. There is another healing of a blind man later on, and the two are used together to make a point. But of course today we will concentrate on the letter of James. And the letter of James is very much like the material that we find in between the two healings of a blind man in Mark. It's really the essential part of the Gospel of Mark, where Jesus really talks about what it means to be a disciple. And that is what James is getting at in a way that is among the most challenging letters of the Bible. So James says to us, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a person who looks at his own face in a mirror, sees himself, and then goes off and promptly forgets what he looked like. Hmm. What exactly are we called to do? if we're not just supposed to be hearers. There are 59 imperative commands in the letter of James. I read that. I didn't count. And we hear several of them today. But one at the end of the reading is one that we're, we've been told is something we're supposed to do since the time of Leviticus. Care for orphans and widows. So if we are not just hearers, but we are doers, have we done anything for widows and orphans in the last few weeks? Well, maybe perhaps we've done something else on this list in the last few days. Have we been quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger? Have we put away all filth and excess? Have we bridled our tongues? Hmm. I'm not sure if I'm doing as well or as much as I should. As mentioned before, this passage from Mark is the beginning of 
one of the great Markin sandwiches, the healing of the first blind man. And then we have the meat of the Gospel of Mark for about two and a half chapters, where Jesus says, you cannot be my disciple unless you take up your cross. And I'm going to take up my cross and be put to death. And he says this repeatedly, and he gives examples, challenging examples of what it means to take up one's cross. And then we have the other half of the sandwich, where he finds the blind man, Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus says, Master, I want to see. And as Dr. Ruth has told any of us who have ever been to any Bible studies with her, and I know a lot of us in this room have been to those, whenever anybody in the Gospels asks to see, that means they ask to come to faith. And Jesus says to Bartimaeus, go your way. Your faith has saved you. And immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus on the way to Jerusalem. Because it is the verse before the entrance into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And so maybe the question for us today is our way the same way that Jesus is going.